the X-rated episode. <laughs> I didn't record all of that, but I should have. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm here this morning with David Olney. How are you, David? Very well, thank you, too. It's good to hear. Today, we took some time to reflect on where we've come from and where we're going. And I think it's important that our listeners have an idea of what, what that looks like. Yeah, because we had half a plan, and half a plan was awesome. And now <laughs> we have data. Yeah. And like good little Bayesians with more data comes reconsideration of the hypothesis. Absolutely. So, listeners... So far, so good. So what? <laughs> Thank you to Dave Mustaine and the original lineup from Megadeth for a great album <laughs> and for a great way into going, well, what do we set out to do? Have we started to get there? And what do we want to do next? Mm. I think we've learned some very practical lessons. I think we'll get the practical stuff out the way first. Mm. First, we've learned to check if the SD card is in because <laughs> Tim and I managed to record a quite entertaining episode without an SD card. So we now bug each other and check. Yeah. We've managed to not work out time difference, which means don't trust your iPhone. <laughs> so that's an important thing. So we've already added two protocols to prep for an episode, mm. which is a significant start. We finally have a Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> With growing numbers of people following it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, people following it. And please feel free to share because the bigger the community, the more persuasive we can be about asking guests to come on. Mm-hmm. We've done enough episodes now just with the two of us and with our friends and former students that we're starting to feel confident enough to invite international guests. Mm -hmm. And in the last two days alone, we've had two international guests agree to come on the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's pretty wow and amazing. Mm -hmm. It takes a while to organise, but... Yeah, but we'll get better at that, like yeah. checking for the SD card, you know, working out how we check for, for time differences. Mm. All of this will get more orderly at the more we do it. Mm-hmm. I think the nice thing about having the international guests and having the guests on that we've had so far is they end up being some of our more popular episodes, So, uh, especially when we talk about other potential figures. So, for instance, uh, in the early days, the Jordan Peterson episodes were very popular, mm. the William Glasser episodes. Uh, were or episode as of this podcast. Yep, and was, episode two will be out soon, people. Mm-hmm. It's in the can. We just haven't had time to do things with it yet. <laughs> so, Christine, do not fear. You will be on air soon. <laughs> was very popular as well. Uh, Richard Heinberg's episode, also very popular. I think that's the thing you realise. Like A lot of the things we did early were the things directly related to the experience of me teaching and you studying with me. Mm-hmm. And they were good things to do early. But I think as time goes on, more and more it's us bouncing off other people that I think is going to be the thing that keeps it the most thrilling for us and the most engaging for the audience. Mm. So I think in the long run, if we can aim you know, for a guest every couple of episodes or every three or four episodes at the minimum, that would be a really nice place to get to. It becomes a question, we haven't really worked this out yet, of whether there's ever going to be times where we need to revisit some of the things that we've talked about. Like we've kind of touched on topics in some of the earlier episodes and then brought them up in later episodes. So extrinsic and uh, intrinsic motivation is a good episode that I think we reference actually quite a bit. Mm. And, you know, that was episode three. Yeah, and I think it makes sense to go back and revisit. But, you know, audience, 
this is really the opportunity. Now we've got the Facebook page and you can leave comments when we post this episode. Please, if there's things you want us to either revisit or people you want us to reach out to as potential guests, you know, don't sit on it. You know, put a comment up because we started this not to be an echo chamber mm. and part of the fun about having friends and my former students on is to make sure that this really becomes the basis for a growing community. Now, listeners, you won't have heard this story before. Tim's heard it before, and I love this little story. I've had two people come up to me now on the North Adelaide community bus and go, David, I saw you wearing your podcast T-shirt so many times, I actually got my phone out and had a listen, and now I'm subscribed and I really like it. (laughs) So that's exactly what I think I wanted it to do. It's not that I want to be huge and famous. I'd like to be a bit famous and a bit huge, Mm. but not hugely huge and famously famous. (laughs) But it would be really nice if this is about growing a sense of community where when people have ideas, they send them in. So from the episodes with Jaden and Sam about economics, Mm. you you listeners asked and said, hey, can you guys get in touch with Stephen Hale? And we've got in touch with Stephen and we're in the process of arranging a time now. Mm. Now, we'll have to work out exactly what we're going to ask Stephen to talk about because he knows an awful lot about economics and I'm going to be out of my depth. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Well, I think there's also a good opportunity for our listeners to send questions in. And you don't necessarily have to just do it via a comment on Facebook or send us an email. If you feel that way inclined, you're very welcome to send us a bit of audio. Record yourself on your phone asking a question. You can appear on the podcast. Well, the great thing is you could edit that in, couldn't you? Absolutely. So, yeah, you've all got some variant of audio memos mm. on your phone. Make use of it. You know, Tim's a guru. He'll find a way to make it sound <laughs> as good as he possibly can in the recording. Yeah. I suppose the little aside there then is that keep the phone as close to your, your mouth as possible. I yeah, think. microphone <laughs> discipline. A hand's width away. Well, we've learned that too, you know. Uh, I think the sound quality has gotten better over the... Well, between the combination of you getting the new mixer, which is really, really amazing, and today Tim brought in some new headphones, <laughs> and I'm sitting going, wow, I never realised my voice is so deep. <laughs> I'm actually slightly disconcerted. <laughs> it's like, I didn't realise I had a baritone. <laughs> well, the uh, the audio processing I've got here, I've described your voice as uh, deep and strong. So Okay, I'm deep and strong, <laughs> which I kind of like, but it's also new to think of it in those terms. Mm. Okay, other big thing, I think, you know, th- this is lots of interesting bits, but the other big thing we were talking about before we turned the recorder on today is we are getting closer to having a spin-off podcast. Mm. The working title is Blind Drunk with a subtitle Spirited Conversation. And the aim is not going to be to sound blind drunk, It's just a great title because people play with those words in the same way Blind Insights is a nice pun. Blind Drunk works well as well. The aim is really we try to be very serious because we're talking about things that are really important, how you can grow, how you can learn, how you can try and extend your understanding of the world, how you can try and extend your understanding of other people and other ideas. And yet before we turn the recording on, very often I'm goofy. I will do silly tongue twisters and tell silly stories and I will fall into my Churchill voice. Good morning, listeners. (laughs) Welcome to Blind Drunk. (laughs) See, this is what you may get more of later. But the point of having the second podcast, which is getting closer, is to have an environment where we can be a bit silly. Mm. 
where if I want to do the whole thing in my not-so-good, not-so-bad Churchill imitation, it becomes an option. And the aim I really thought initially was, well, each episode of this, let's pick a different beer or wine or whiskey and get a bottle or a six-pack and split it with Tim and I and a few guests, where it's less about what the guest comes in as to talk about as an expert, but more just having a bunch of our friends in. My thought of sort of the ultimate word to capture this is I want that kind of convivial atmosphere that you get when you sit around with friends, you have a couple of beverages, and suddenly the conversation just veers into this really happy, odd place. We went, how did we get here? I don't know, but I'm glad we did. Mm. So we just want to try and do that as a podcast. And of course, we're going to take you along for the journey because the nice thing about what we do here is that you you guys can listen to this on the train and kind of feel a part of the conversation. And of course, uh, as David has said, it's a community and we do want you to feel like you're a part of this conversation. Well, we're blind drunk. We could even get really organized. And a few days before the release of the episode, (laughs) just do a quick post. We are going to be drinking this beer or this wine or this whiskey. Yeah. So if you feel the need, you can go find the beverage and you can sip along with the episode and yell at your speakers when you go, you idiots have got no taste buds. <laughs> and I think the other thing is it kind of just shows we don't have to take life so seriously all the time. And believe it or not, David does switch off. I certainly do. So Yeah, and I think this is really important because the more we get into guests like Richard Heinberg mm. and we look at stuff that is really important but not so very comfortable, I, I really think it's important that we don't just have balance in our lives of time out and me being goofy and you being relaxed, but that we actually demonstrate that, well, that's part of you know, growing this little community too, is to not just present ourselves in one very defined way. Now, it's nice to keep it serious on Blind Insights because our, our aim is for this to be informative and engaging. It'd be nice for the other one to be more engaging and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Now, when we did Adelaide Podcast Festival, <laughs> I actually did a joke at the end and it got laughs. <laughs> you did jokes throughout. We got some laughs all the way through, I think. Okay, well, I'll have to re-listen. I just remember <laughs> the one at the end where I made the joke about, well, it's a good thing the blind guy's not trying to be Mr. Squiggle. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't intentional, but I wouldn't do a joke like that in Blind Insights. Mm. But having an opportunity with a bunch of friends sitting here with a beer and maybe a few general topics. So, again, when we put this episode out, if you've got ideas for general topics for Blind Drunk, Put them up in the comments. You know, one of the first things I think I want us to talk about in it is where are the women in the wine and brewing industry? Mm. You know, there are a few famous female winemakers out there, but not really very many. And yet in brewing, there's a whole movement to have women far more engaged in making and selling beer. Mm. And I I really think this is an awesome thing. Mm. I'm not exactly sure (laughs) why I think it's an awesome thing, which is part of why I want to talk about it. My brain is very egalitarian. I think everyone should have the opportunity to do whatever they're interested in, and I think that's what I like about this sort of whole pink boot movement in brewing. Mm. To say, ladies, not only can you enjoy this beverage, you could be making it, you could be selling it, you could be running the venue. And I like anything that empowers people. So in a sense, I suppose, empowerment will still be somewhere in blind drunk because it's just so central to everything I'm interested in. But it will hopefully be a more relaxed and somewhat goofier variant. A way maybe I would describe it if we want to talk about it in argumentative terms <laughs> or in, in, in argument argument theory is that if Blind Insights is uh, the ethos and the logos uh, appealing to experts and logic, then uh, Blind Drunk will be the pathos appealing to emotion. Yeah, and recognising that, well, we've said it before, that 
we might try to be rational, but you tend to rationalize what your unconscious gives you and what your limbic system gives you. Mm. So you tend to be dealing with deep patterns and strong emotions and then try and rationalize on top. Mm. And, you know, part of being so or trying to be so rational for blind insights is to leave the rational in control. But then that can begin to perhaps look a bit artificial, being too rational too much of the time. And that's a good thing to be able to do on demand, but it can't be a default setting. It's the human side of us is the idea. And alcohol, of course, is always a fun lubricant for those kinds of things. And being that I'm sitting here as ever with my big pink cup from BTS, (laughs) Better Than Sex, next door to the Epworth building, Mm. which does an excellent coffee, and one street away, Handsome and the Duchess does an excellent coffee, Mm. and Fair and Square, who've been very supportive, where Paul walks around in his Blind Insights T-shirt, makes (laughs) an excellent coffee. And Kamal at Cafe Teco on 10th Street makes an excellent coffee. We may even have a blind drunk episode where we take the recording gear and go out to a cafe and drink lots of coffees. Yeah. And sound incredibly wired. <laughs> and then feel probably more ill off of lots of coffee than I would off of five beers. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, what's worse? Five beers, five coffees. Mm. I'm hedging my bet, and we might have to do this as an experiment, <laughs> that five coffees is worse than five beers. What are you leaning towards? Uh, I'm going to say... For me, it would be five beers. All right, but then you are a way littler dude than me. Yeah, it's going to be that my tolerance to alcohol is low and that I have an incredibly high caffeine tolerance, I think. You think, okay. Only, not necessarily with coffee, but only because I drink heaps of tea, green tea uh, all the time. So, How much caffeine does green tea have? Theoretically, it's meant to be 60% of a cup of coffee. Okay. And if you really like it and you drink a heap of it. Oh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. So, you know, it's it apparently not meant to be healthy for you, but who knows? But, but it's yummy and yeah. it doesn't have sugar in it and that's a good thing. Antioxidants. And you're getting tons of antioxidants with your caffeine, so it's a beautiful world. This is slightly off topic now, but breathing is literally killing us because it's oxidizing. In the, in the same way that oxygen rusts or you can have oxidized metal, yeah. uh, oxygen is literally... Uh, kind of wasting away at our organs and internals in the same kind of way, which is why antioxidants are so good. This is one of the most fascinating things about the idea that we're going to live so much longer is one of the problems as humans live longer is one of the things that suffers from oxygen more than almost any other part of the body is the retina Mm. because oxygen travels through the cornea into the eye and over time free radicals do more damage in the retina than anywhere else. Mm. So there are some estimates that if we live much past 110, nearly no one will have functional eyesight, mm. which is a kind of freaky thought that, you know, work to be healthy, big tick. Yeah, Work to last a very long time, maybe not such a big tick. Mm. There could be real problems with it. So some, some people may end up blind and enjoying this podcast for whole other other kinds of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, if we put out the warning about we're going to drink five coffees, <laughs> be ready with your machine. Yeah, and hopefully we'll stick around for the 110 years that we're allowed to be alive now. And (laughs) You'll be doing it without me for the last 20 something. (laughs) By then you will have uploaded me into the mixer. Yeah, that's right. And it'll be a synthesized (laughs) version of David let out the box for the day. I'm bored in here. I can't do yoga. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be like um, an AI computer that we've uploaded David to the... Oh, but what if I could go into like a Terminator? Yeah. It would be like Terminator yoga. (laughs) The point is we hope to be doing this for a very, very long time and it's only been 30-something episodes and 
that's not going to stop. So for listeners, for potential guests, just know we're very committed. We appreciate your support so far. Please make sure to check out the OzCast Network. Uh, thank you for their support. Yeah, thank you to Liam and Andy for mm. believing in us and being supportive because it, it's just it's made it so much easier for us to take the initial steps into getting okay at this. Mm. You know, to know we've now got a foundation that we can really build on, and that we've got a foundation audience to be able to justify, you know, bigger efforts to get bigger guests and talk about more complicated things. And I guess that's another thing as we go on. Some of the topics we were talking about this morning that we probably want to talk about soon just with the two of us aren't uncomfortable in the way that the conversation with Richard Heinberg was about the future of the physical planet. But there are some things we want to talk about that are psychologically and sociologically quite uncomfortable because we think they're important. So we sort of needed to know that we've got an audience that value what we're doing. So if we do something that seems a bit uncomfortable, you know why we're doing it and to you know, give us the benefit of the doubt and listen to the end to see why we're trying to deal with difficult things mm. that we think are important. Mm. You know, this is fun for us, but we know sometimes we're not necessarily going to deal with fun topics. You know, on Blind Insights, we hope that it will always be an important topic, even if it's uncomfortable. And this is part of the reason for trying to bring Blind Drunk into existence is to make sure that we can put more fun stuff in that and balance the books out a bit between serious and fun. Mm. Thank you very much, David. Obviously, listeners keep an eye out on the Facebook page. Uh, we also have a Twitter, blind underscore insights. We will soon hopefully be uploading some videos that you can share with your friends. And I think a last point that I want to say is that sometimes we have trouble describing what we do to people that we meet face-to-face. And I think our latest kind of revelation and perhaps one that you can share with your family and friends if you're wanting to get them interested in the podcast. We now describe it as a haphazard guide to living. Which in my Churchill voice, blind insights, <laughs> a haphazard guide to living. Will now be a tagline. I'm going to make a video out of the Facebook headliner and it will just be that audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to be up forever. That's okay. I can cope. Maybe I can cope. As long as you think it sounded all right, I'll cope. Yeah. No, it, uh, yeah, it sounded good. All right. Uh, also, thank you to Josh Morrow for the artwork. He's been incredibly helpful uh, in doing the original cartoon and, and now uh, in making our logo for Blind Drunk. And Josh, sorry, it's more difficult to do the one for Blind Drunk. Now we have some idea of what we're becoming. Tim <laughs> and I talked about it today and hopefully it will all become clearer. And it will be easier for you to be our international man of art and mystery. <laughs> Thank you very much, listeners. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tim. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.